And now it's time for the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, featuring news and opinion from concierge medicine physician, Dr. Tommy McElroy. And thank you for joining us today. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I'm Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm a concierge medicine physician in Wesley Chapel, Florida. Uh, my specialty is sports and family medicine. And I actually had a question this week about, you know, how does concierge medicine fit in with insurance? And the question, and the answer is, is it depends on your insurance plan. Uh, concierge medicine really fits in nicely for patients who have a high deductible insurance plan that does not give them any real benefit until they hit, let's say, two or three thousand dollars. Because what we do as concierge medicine physicians is our cost of membership includes all of the office visits, all the procedures, all of the extra attention that you would like to have. And plus you get that. You don't have to pay a deductible for it. It's it's given to you or it, that's part of your membership. And so that's how we like to tell people. It depends on what your insurance is. If your insurance pays for certain labs, certain procedures, and surely, you know, we'll, we'll try to help you get your insurance to pay for it. But all the medical stuff, if you have high deductibles that doesn't fit into that, that's what we're for. And that's our actually our specialty. And I'm very pleased to have today a guest uh, well, on uh, retirement health care uh, Funding and his name is Rob Klein. He's a retirement health care advisor. Rob, how are you doing? How are you, Tommy? I'm doing good. Where are you joining us from today? White Plains, New York. What is the weather like up there? Uh, it's nice and chilly. It seems winter has come back. Oh, and Rob's going to tell us a little bit. There's a, you know, we were talking earlier over the show. There's a lot of people are uh, invested in knowing about Social Security and knowing about retirement planning, but not a lot of people are talking about retirement planning as it relates to health care. What, what would you just give us a quick summary about what do you do and what's your specialty and, and how you help people? Well, I've been a financial advisor since 1998. And what I realized in after uh, Lehman Brothers collapsed that this industry is not going to survive as is. And I looked to say, well, there has to be some sort of market that nobody is uh, um, involved with. And I stumbled across uh, an individual who was trying to get everyone in my industry to learn everything they could about health costs and retirement. In particular, what's mandatory, what isn't mandatory, but you still want to take a look at it, and how the two and two together are literally going to strip away more and more of one's retirement income. So let's step back and say, you say mandatory and what's not mandatory. Tell, what do you mean by that? Well, mandatory is a lot of people thought when uh, Obamacare first became law that that was the first time that the federal government mandated you to buy insurance, that is health insurance. And that's not true. Um, Medicare beat Obamacare to the punch. Right. 1960s, right? Correct. And what we found out over the years is that, especially as the uh, baby boomers were graying, and even some people, uh, the baby boomers' parents, start to realize that, hey, wait a minute, this is mandatory, and I can't collect my Social Security if I don't enroll when eligible. So for people out there that don't know that, so if you're planning on uh, retiring at some time and getting Social Security, you're going to get Medicare too. It's a matter of law. Correct. I mean, there are, I mean, it, most people realize that they have to get into um, Part A meets the, you know, the mandatory and they know about that. They turn 65. Maybe they're still working or their spouse or partner is still working um, and has credible insurance, meaning they work for an employer that has 20 or more employees. They don't have to get into uh, Part B, which a mm -hmm. lot of people will refer to as the doctor's part. But they do right. have to let Social Security and Medicare know, hey, I'm not collecting Social Security. I'm still working. I am mm -hmm. going to enroll in Part A. 
I'm mm-hmm. 65, but I'm still working. I'm covered by another plan, and life is good. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of those folks don't realize that when they're ready to start with Part B, uh-huh. they don't realize that the premiums for Part B are based upon their income. And it's not just any type of income. It's the income that's called modified adjusted gross income. So if you have any of your listeners who are who know their way through a, uh, a tax return, if you look at the IRS Form 1040, modified adjusted gross income takes your adjusted gross income, which is on line 37, and line mm-hmm. 8B, which is your tax-free interest, your tax-free mm-hmm. income, you add the two together. So it can be income from you're not working, but you're still getting income from maybe like a pension or maybe some investments and all that will count against you. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and including you know rents. You know if you're collecting rental income, capital gains, taxable interest, tax-free interest, taxable dividends, tax-free dividends, pension, as you said, IRA distributions, and even Social Security. And then how does that impact your Medicare Part B premium? Well, what happens with that is is that as you um, as that modified adjusted gross income goes up, you start hitting what I sometimes call the penalty phase, but it's really, it's an, it's an extra surcharge that goes on to part B and also uh-huh. on to part D. Okay. And those figures, and here's a very interesting thing. The government's not even hiding this information. Anybody with a computer can go look it up on medicare.gov or even on socialsecurity.gov and the data is listed right there. And so explain to them, so what does that mean? You say surcharges, what does that mean? Well, what happens is, is for people who are grandfathered in, their social security, excuse me, their Medicare part B is typically $104.90 a month. Those are for okay. people who are already collecting social security. Okay. For those who, who aren't, what happens is, is that it's a little bit more with the recent legislation that came out last year, last year. it's about 120 one dollars and eighty cents and what they're gonna do is and I'll give you an example I pulled it up right here so that your listeners will 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 hear what you know what they'll what in my explanation of what they'll actually see on medicare.gov what happens is is it depends on how you file your tax return so if you're an individual and your modified adjusted gross income is eighty five thousand or less Mm -hmm. if you're married filing jointly and it's a hundred and seventy thousand dollars or less it is $121.80 is what everybody pays for their Part B premium. Okay. $1 over that amount, Mm -hmm. up to $214,000, and it Mm -hmm. becomes $170.50. And And that's just because you prepared well and saved a lot of, uh, did what you're supposed to do to be able to live uh, the lifestyle that you uh, wanted to live in retirement, now you're penalized. Right, and I have some clients who who are up to the maximum rate, which is if you're mm-hmm. if you file a single return, it's above two hundred and fourteen thousand, or jointly above four hundred and twenty-eight. Uh-huh. We're looking at three hundred and eighty-nine dollars and eighty cents. And what do they use that money for? Just to redistribute? Well, but, well, that's what's that's what's deducted from your social security um, check to pay for Part B. But well, I mean, what is the reasoning behind that? I mean, so you've made more money. They're just going to take that money and just, I guess, just spend it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just that, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I guess in a perfect world, a lot of uh, Washington, well, perfect world to politicians, they would love mm-hmm. to basically not give these folks anything. But right. the problem is what people forget about, you know, it's, it's very convenient to, you know, to play those politics and smear the rich. But they paid into the system. Right. Paid in a lot. And, and they, pay, they paid quite a bit. And 
So this winds up costing you know people a lot of money. Now again, if you're really, really, really wealthy, you may shrug. Hey, it's not a heck, heck a lot of things I can do. Right. But where does this hurt? This hurts the middle class because for years my industry, and it's not just my industry, the accounting industry, and also all of the so-called uh, experts and pundits and and uh, uh, the, you know journalists and and uh, other market commentators, they've been telling people, hey. Don't pay your taxes now. Keep putting everything away pre-tax, pre-tax, pre-tax. Right. Well, what do you think happened? You've inf- people have inflated, has these inflated accounts in pre-tax money. So they enjoyed that tax deduction on the front and side. And then their adjusted gross income or modified adjusted shows up big and then they're paying later. Right. And that was a call that I received. It was a referral from an accountant. True story. Happened two weeks ago where a woman who just turned 70... She's a retired New York City school teacher. She's divorced. She has no children. Her required minimum distributions were about $70,000 between all her qualified plans. Wow. Right. And she was a retired teacher, you said? Retired say? teacher. Yeah, so among the rich, right? The 1%, right. so to speak. <laughs> and, and, and probably one of the reasons why she was able to, to save all that is because she didn't, not that she necessarily made a lot of money, through uh-huh. her career it's just that she didn't have children and all the other things that right. families spend on so she just basically maxed out her 403b which is her you know yeah. kind of like the 401k for nonprofits. so like you were saying earlier so all the people are out there to get the rich here's this rich quote-unquote teacher who is now being paid or now being forced to pay for her uh, responsible living uh we're on the we're on with robert klein and uh, we're going to take a little bit of break and then we'll come back and rob's going to let us know Okay, so this is the this is the way that uh, cards have been dealt to us. And how do we uh, how do we get a better hand? And uh, this Ask Doctor Tommy show will be right back. When it comes to healthcare, Americans pay as much as ten times more than patients in other countries. Isn't it time we demand better? To find surgery pricing and to learn more about our specialists, visit surgerycenterok.com. And thank you for joining us. This is Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I'm on with Rob Klein, who is a retirement healthcare advisor, joining us from New York. Uh, and uh, Rob, we were talking earlier before the break about you know the different ways that we're kind of stuck into getting Social Security, and then it's tied in with uh, Medicare. And then if you saved and did did well uh, living, and you and you plan for your retirement well, it can come back to bite you potentially because then you're going to have to pay extra. To, to get what is quote unquote yours in, in the form of these uh, these government set up accounts for us, what are now what do we do? I mean we've got this bad hand as a retirement healthcare advisor. How can you help people get out of that well, or as best they can? Well, the first thing is you have to the the financial advisor along and and when I say financial advisor, it also includes anyone that is giving any type of counsel to to uh, the general public. You really have to take a take a step back and kind of figure out who are you talking to, you know, where are they going, and most important is their age, because like that example I gave before the break about these about the seventy year old, she had years and years to plan, mm-hmm. and she matter of fact after I went through this with her, she told me that oh well that's why one of my coworkers I thought she was crazy because she started withdrawing out of her pre-tax accounts earlier, paid the tax and shifted that money over to things that were off 
Right. right. So she was going with the conventional wisdom or going against the conventional wisdom that says put it away as much as possible pre-tax. Correct. And that's what that's what happened with uh, my colleagues. And uh, uh, one of them is the co-founder of uh, his name is Dan McGrath, and he's the co-founder of Jester Financial up in uh, Massachusetts. And they actually have software available where you could illustrate this out. And one of the things he you know, he he likes to use the term, you know, off the grid and on the grid income. So mm-hmm. we talked about before the break of a lot of things that make up modified adjusted gross income. Here's what doesn't. Um, first of all, is if anyone has uh, cash building life insurance and they take a loan against that. And I know some people don't like whole life and don't like some of those uh, other types of cash building policies. But the reality is if they're structured correctly and the, and you're using them correctly, that's a source of income and retirement that is not only not taxable, Medicare and Social Security, they don't look at that. Okay. Um, so that's one example. Another one which is really popular now for those who get it is the Roth IRA. And it's not uh-huh. just the Roth IRA, it's any type of Roth account. So if your employer has a Roth 401k option, you might want to consider doing it. That's very important for the younger folks listening to, listening to this. And tell them what is a Roth IRA. So Roth IRA the Roth came, account. came out in the 19... I want to say around 1997, it was named after uh, the late Senator Roth. I believe he was from Delaware. And this was put in towards in the second um, the second term. Um, and it was part of like the tax reform. A lot of people don't realize that there were some tax reform going on under the Clinton administration. Uh, that's how we got some capital gains tax relief. But we also got the Roth IRA. And right. essentially, you it's after tax contributions, goes into this holding account. and Basically, anything, any earnings, any growth that goes on inside there, as long as you follow the rules, it's got to be open at least five years, and you got to be over 59 and a half, mm-hmm. your gains come out tax-free. Right. And I've had a few retirement people tell me that. They say, look, you're going to put something in now, and they're going to sell you on it and say, hey, it's tax-free now. But you have no idea what the tax is going to be in the future. And so it's... I guess it, it depends. That's why I have to talk to a retirement health care advisor and figure out what is the best strategy for that. Right. And, you know, and, and, and you're right. We don't know tax ta- uh, where taxes are going to be. But we do know this fact is that unless if they change the rules on Roth IRAs, they're going to come out tax free. It, not only is it tax free, it's Medicare is not looking at it and neither is Social Security. Because remember, yeah. up to- and I think go ahead. I think that goes against, like you said, conventional wisdom says, you know, after tax is bad before tax is good but maybe not right and 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 it's going to be something that you'll want to use you know um you know much later use up some of your other um taxable items earlier when you still can afford to pay the tax what else is off the grid um another thing that's off the grid is certain types of annuities it has to be an annuity where where it's annuitized and annuitized is a very fame um it's not it's a complex term for some people, but simplicity, it's basically you take your annuity, which is annuities are the opposite of life insurance. Life insurance is handles the problem if you die too early, pays out a benefit to your heirs. Annuities mm-hmm. are the opposite. Well, what happens if I live a long life? So you're able okay. to put money in, and at some point it pays out to you kind of like a pension. Um, and a, another good way to describe what an annuity is, is Social Security is built on an annuity chassis. You know, mm-hmm. money's contributed when you're younger, and then it pays out when you're older. Well, anyway, right. there are different types of annuities, and without getting lost in the weeds and all the different types, 
what the government has said is that if you annuitize and it has to be an after-tax annuity that means you tell the insurance company here's the balance of the account in my annuity i'm such and such amount years old how much are you going to pay me over my lifetime and that amount that's going to come back to you in the payments a portion of that payment is going to be considered by the irs as return of principal your which is your original investment and some of it's going to be considered earnings um, which is taxable as ordinary income so the amount that's considered principal is off the grid for Medicare as well as income taxes so it, awesome. it's not as perfect as the Roth but it is something for it is something useful because the insurance companies using their guarantees you live a very long time the insurance companies on the hook to pay you a couple other things for folks who are older above age 62 the reverse mortgage is a very wonderful tool to use reverse mortgages and that's something that is becoming more popular now with the late Fred Thompson I think he was on uh, he was one of the more uh, recognizable figures who were advertising reverse mortgages correct and and it's just because home equity uh, proceeds are are not are not um, you know on on the grid and the new products for for those who who understand how the reverse mortgages work you don't have to suck all the equity out lump sum you can mm -hmm. actually structure it as a line of credit and use it to basically, um, you know, almost create like a a pension type stream of income. Yeah, it's like an annuity almost. Correct. So so that works. So so all these things, you know, this is important for us to be able to give that information out. But then we need to figure out how do we, you know, not everybody can go to New York and unfortunately um, see Rob. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about uh, uh, some other things like health savings accounts, and then we're also going to figure out how, how does who would Rob recommend, or not necessarily personally, but what are the types of people that you should look for around where you live if you're looking for this type of advice? It's Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and we'll be right back. Echelon Health is a concierge medicine practice. So what's included with concierge medicine membership? Well, all office visits and procedures are included. Also, our patients access wholesale pricing on labs and medications. They communicate with the doctor and staff through text, email, and cell phone. They also enjoy same-day or next-day appointments, all for one yearly fee. Echelon Health is medical care for a modern lifestyle. Join us online at tampadirectcare.com to learn more. And thank you for joining us again, and I have the pleasure of being on with Rob Klein, who's a retirement health care advisor. And we were talking during the break, and I said, Rob, what is a certification for doing what you do? And you kind of told me, well, there is really no specific certification because it's kind of a, a newer concept. So then... If there isn't, if the listeners are out there and they have a retirement or the healthcare, or I'm sorry, a financial advisor already, what are some questions that they should ask him to make sure that you know maybe this is the right fit for him? One of the great questions that I ask, especially when in a competitive situation, is ask the potential client the following: What is your current, or the other advisor or advisors you're interviewing, what is their plan to tackle health costs in retirement? And shut up for a second let them respond mm -hmm. and usually you're either gonna get a blank stare mm -hmm. you might get from someone if they're talking to someone that's slightly uh, ahead of the curve than most mm -hmm. you'll get well my guy kind of brought this up he said well I can buy long-term care insurance mm -hmm. I don't need long-term care insurance because I have enough or 
because we're targeting a certain rate of return, we're going to plan for what certain costs are um, may be, like what a cancer cost may be or what something else would be. Now, all three of those are flawed, mm -hmm. um, number one. And the first reason why it's why it's flawed is that is that we don't know. Ex I mean, we do know exactly what what costs are for certain ailments. But here's the other thing: you can't just say cancer, because as you know, as a physician, you know there's right. different types of cancers. It's like saying headache. Correct. So you know that if it's a you know if it's a if it's a stage one breast cancer diagnosis, you generally are going to live from that. Right. Um, if it's you know uh, if it's detected early on of some sort of uh, you know skin cancer type, you're generally going to live a, a, a long time from that. Kind of hard to 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 plan for that. And then if it's mm -hmm. a situation where it's pancreatic cancer or or some other type of internal organ, well, you may only live six months. So that's mm -hmm. kind of a flawed um, analysis of it. As for long-term care. Just simply saying to someone, well, just buy long-term care insurance, that's not necessarily um, a complete solution or a, good, or a good recommendation because you have no cost control over that and you have a lot of companies that left the industry. And what's affordable today may not be affordable 15, 20 years from now. My industry is focusing on Social Security as being the baseline for your retirement income. And that was fine if you, if you didn't ever had to deal with Medicare. If Medicare uh -huh. Part B, and many people do this with Part D also, because if you forget to pay your Part D premium, you're going to pay a penalty when you sign up for another one, and that penalty doesn't go away. So I advise people, have your Medicare Part D deducted from Social Security as well. As your income goes up in retirement, because you plan to have all this pre-tax money and just all the other things that you've done, you get punished for your success, however you want to look at it, you're going to get less and less Social Security. So what is going to replace that Social Security income? And we, we talked about, about a few ideas. The other one I wanted to throw in there, which, which is very important, relates to your line of work, is the health savings account. Right. So health savings account, that came in, I think it was the first Bush administration, or maybe it was around 2005. But anyway, a health savings account is a way that you can uh, put money away into a, an account that will accrue interest. And so long as you use that for medically uh, medical costs that meet the requirements then that's it's spent tax-free is that correct Correct, and it's also off the grid for Medicare now the one thing which I believe is still true about them you can't use the money tax-free to pay for Medigap yes and I believe you're right but what, why that is I don't know <laughs> well who knows why they did that it's Washington but one of the things that you can do with it I believe you can pay your long-term care premiums Okay. Yeah, I know that you can't use it to pay a regular insurance premium. Correct. But now it becomes very important. And to and to do something else, which you don't see that much um, around this part of the country, you maybe see it in other places, also related to the HSA, is something called the VEBA, V-E-B-A, which is an acronym. Tell us, That's a Voluntary that. Employment Benefits um, Association. So you'll see it with certain unions will set these up. The employer will contribute a little uh, bit of money to it. It's like an, not a whole lot. It's like maybe a couple grand a year. There are third-party plan administrators, you know, who handle all the record-keeping for re regular retirement plans. They are familiar with these. Um, 
And to take it even one step further is something called the 401H. Right, and I think we talked about that before on LinkedIn, and that's uh, similar to an HSA, but it has to go toward everybody in the company, from the janitor to the CEO. Correct. So you would never see that in a major Fortune 500 or Fortune 1000 company. But, but maybe in a partnership of but, right. know, a group of similarly uh, salaried employees, that would be a very useful Absolutely. thing for them. I mean, you know, four college roommates get together after they graduate. They build this huge technology company. It's the four of them and maybe right. their spouses and relatives. And, and you have a close-knit group like that or a family uh, run business, they don't mind doing that. You could have up to 25% of your employer pension plan in there. You can't take money from the 401k side and move it over the 401h. But what you can do is direct some new contributions over there. Um, and now you're using the tax code to take it to, you know, have that get your deduction, have your the money grow without being taxed. And if it's as long as you're 59 and a half, you and your immediate family can have that money come out tax-free as long as it's used for qualified health expenses. Very good. My colleagues and I call that health insurance, uh, excuse me, health savings account on steroids. Yes, I remember you said that. And uh, we're at this Ask Dr. Tommy show. I'm with Rob Klein, and we're going to come right back, and we'll talk a little bit about Rob's uh, personal life and like what, what he likes to do for fun, and uh, we'll be right back. Surgery Center of Oklahoma is at the forefront of a healthcare cost revolution. Healthcare really doesn't cost that much, but what people are being charged for it is another matter altogether. To find surgery pricing and to learn more about our specialists, visit surgerycenterok.com. And this is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and I'm on with Rob Klein, his retirement healthcare advisor. And Rob, we were talking during the break. You said that you know a lot of your stuff that you like to do is related to what your kids do. So you have little kids, and uh, what what do y'all like to spend your time doing? Well, my kids are my kids are very active, so they like to do pretty much almost anything outdoor. They are uh, mostly interested right now in tennis and soccer. Okay. Um, I thought they'd pick up little league, which I played when I was uh, their age, but not much of an interest. Oh. How old are your children? They are six and seven. They're uh, oh, right next to each other. Literally, they're less than a year apart. Are they boys, girls? Uh, two, two boys. Okay. And, uh, oh boy. <laughs> keep, keep I had a brother who was close to me, and I know how uh, that could be sometimes. It's uh, it's fun. I mean, usually it's it's it, most of the time it's uh great because it's like twins. They like mm-hmm. most of the same things, but other times they start getting very competitive, and it's right. uh, not fun that way. Oh, I've had a I had a few fist fights. Uh, what do you like to do? You we're talking too about uh, classic rock. You're into classic rock. What, what, who's your favorite band? Oh, there's just so many. I could just listen to classic rock, and I'm also also heavily into Beatles, which some people call classic rock. I think that's more pop type, but yeah. But uh, you know, I'm I'll, I'll sit there. I wish I had uh, a nice subscription to Sirius because I would listen to that all day long, and you know, in the yes. '60s and '70s, and sometimes yeah, one of, sometimes a little metal. One of the people that we both know, Bill Cosart, knows. Uh, he says he likes listening to classical music, and recently turned me on to Beethoven, and I've been listening to that. Bought the Ninth Symphony on uh, vinyl. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's great stuff. And then we try to get outdoors. I mean, one one thing what's nice uh, um, about you know living where I live. I mean, even though I'm a little bit north in New York City, we do get with all the um, uh, climate change, if you will, as in the four seasons. We, uh-huh. You know, we, we can get out and about, and there's lots of you know open space where we are, even being that close to a large city. 
So anytime you can get outside, it's great. Luckily for us, it's just now the tail end of, I think it's called, I don't know if we're in summer yet, but there's still some crisp, uh, cool weather here and there in Florida. But very soon it will be in the upper 90s with high humidity. But that's that's part and parcel of living in Florida. you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, but at least a lot of the, if you're on the coast, you got the, you yeah. got the beautiful ocean or gulf. Yeah, we always see that on Facebook, people posting pictures saying, you know, I'm glad to be in Florida. <laughs> kind of rub it in the face. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for being on with us. And if people want to learn more about uh, retirement health care advising and, and particularly maybe learn a little bit more about you, how, how would they go about doing well, that? The first thing is to get a, a little bit about me is check out, uh, as I said, jesterfinancial.com. Um, That's okay. J-E-S-T-E-R financial.com. And that gives a lot of the backstory. Um and if you're interested in a lot of what I publish directly, I, I, I recommend people I've, you know, check me out on LinkedIn. Um, I agree. I mean, I, a lot of, a lot of good information. I try. I mean, I try to publish things that come from the heart. I mean, I'm not an expert in the English language, but we try yeah. to publish things that at least make sense for the layperson. Thanks Robert for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And then then we'll have you on again maybe next time to expand on HSAs because that's such a big, broad topic that could devote a whole show in and to itself. And uh, thank you all for listening. And until next time, uh, join us at AskDrTommy.com. And you can also get the Ask Dr. Tommy show on iTunes now. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. For more show news and information, go to AskDrTommy.com. And be sure to follow Dr. Tommy on Facebook at Echelon Health and on Twitter at Tampa Direct Care. To learn more about Echelon Health Concierge Medicine Practice, visit Echelon Health online at tampadirectcare.com.